words and then I'm going to say a little bit more later. So really this um, Christmas time, we thought it'd be nice to, or, or good to look at some of the wonderful Christmas carols that have been written over the years describing the wonderful birth of Jesus, the wonderful story, if you like, of the nativity, of Jesus coming into the world for each one of us. And what we um, wanted to do was to um, take each carol and look at that and sort of uh, communicate something of the gospel, something of the good news of what Christianity, of what the Christmas story is all about. So today I'm going to be looking at one of those carols. But what I thought would be quite nice to do and quite fun to do, first thing, uh, the first carol that we're going to look, before we look at the first carol, is to spend a moment looking at some of these carols. And I've got a list of five carols which should come on the screen. And it, no, none of these might be your favourite. But just for a moment, I just want you to look at that list of five carols there. And I want you to think about, from that list, what would be your most favourite carol. Now, don't say. Because what I want to do in a moment is, if, when we go through the carols, if, if you just like it a little bit, I want you just to get, give a little cheer, you know. A, uh, just a... Uh, okay? If you like it sort of medium, you go, okay. But if you like it a lot, I want you to give it a great big, yeah? Can you do that for me, Tom, right? So I want to sort of gauge your cheers, depending on, you know, which carol is your favourite, okay? Now, if you really don't like the carol, when I get to it, then I really just want you to sit there with your arms folded, just looking a little bit grumpy, a bit bit like... um, Somebody that might be sitting with their arms folded. No, not at all. Okay, so if you don't like how, we'll just sit there. Oh, I don't like that one. Okay, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to go through them. So I'm going to try this, see how it works. So the first one. Oh, come, all ye faithful. Okay, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. Now, I do need to judge, actually. I do need to judge to gauge how loud these are being. Now, who said Steve? <laughs> You're my judge, Olu. Thank you. We have a judge. Wonderful. So, Olu, from the back, because you're here better than me back there, I want you to gauge the volume, okay, as we go through this. Right, let's try this again. Right. Oh, come all you faithful. Okay, not bad. Okay. Hark the herald angels sing. Once in Royal David City. I think that's Karen's favourite. Uh, joy to the world. Yeah. And O Little Town of Bethlehem. Yeah. Okay, right, here we go. Let's go to the judges. Olu, which one wins? Joy to the world. I think you're right. It's Joy to the World. So, Joy to the World is the favourite carol of everybody here this morning. Are we doing Joy to the World in our list yeah, yeah, of carols? Christmas Day, how about that? So be here on Christmas Day and you will have the gospel message preached to you from the carol Joy to the World. So there we go. But today we are looking at O Little Town of Bethlehem, which I think got a pretty good cheer anyway. Now, um, I'm not going to spend too long on it now, but O Little Town of Bethlehem, if you know anything about the carol, there are two versions of it. Yes, indeed. There is the St. Louis version, which is uh, the original, which is uh, American. And then um, I think it was Vaughan Williams, one of the English composers, used the piece of music, the forest green piece of music, to have the present, the one we use, um, the old little town of Bethlehem that we know 
today. So we're going to be looking at our little town of Bethlehem. Now, does anyone know anything about Bethlehem? Brilliant! Yes! Well done, Tom. It's where Jesus was born. Bethlehem was the birth of Jesus. Anyone been to Bethlehem? Brilliant. Oh, excellent. A few people, right. I'll be quizzing you a bit later. Um, yes, no, that might stop people putting your hands up. I won't quiz you at all. No, I won't quiz you at all. Um, so Bethlehem is the birthplace of Jesus. It was also the birthplace of somebody else in the Bible. King David. Well done, Jacob. King David. You knew that. I knew. Yes, absolutely. It, it, it's in Israel. Very good. Um, and it was also where Samuel crowned David king of Israel. Isn't that amazing? So it has a lot of significance when it comes to the people of God. It was also where Ruth and Boaz were married, if you were interested. Very interesting place. Now, Bethlehem, as, we, as Thomas said, is the, birth, the birthplace of Jesus, perhaps the greatest birth in history. Now, again, some uh, interesting facts that I have discovered, because I was interested to know, well, Jesus' birth is significant for us as Christians, but do you know how many births there has been since the beginning of time? Anybody know off the top of your head? 10 million? 43,000 billion? 462 billion. You're not too far from the correct answer there, Ben, actually. So let me tell you, um, my source, if you're interested, is the Population Reference Bureau online. And they say this, in 2011, their estimate was that there are 107,602,707,791 people that have been born since the creation of the world. So that's a lot of people, okay? And, but this one man, Jesus, born in Bethlehem, is the one birth that has changed the whole of creation. It's a significant moment in time where in this town of Bethlehem, a little town of Bethlehem, Jesus was born. Of all those births, Jesus is the most significant. And why is Jesus the most significant? He is Jesus. He's Jesus, yes. He's the Son of God. He's the Messiah. He's the one that God sent to take away the sin of the whole world, so that we can know God through Jesus. It's this baby that was born in Bethlehem that we can know freedom from sin, from death, from everything that causes pain in the world. Jesus is the answer to all of our problems. Now, what I want to just focus on this morning is not just that birth of Jesus, but the, the journey that Mary and Joseph had to make to get to Bethlehem. We heard in the poem this morning, and we heard in the reading, that Jesus had to, um, that Mary and Joseph had to walk from Nazareth to Bethlehem. It was a long journey. Mary was heavily pregnant, but Mary and Joseph trusted in God's provision. It did, didn't seem a bit strange, doesn't it, that God would make them have to walk a hundred miles? That's what they had to do. A hundred miles, and then for Mary to give birth. In Bethlehem. You'd have thought God would have had a better plan than that. But this plan was perfect. This was God's plan because God's plan was that Jesus was to be born in a very humble stable. 
the Son of God, the creator of the universe, was to be born in a stable. So my question to us this morning is, where is God leading you? God led Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem. Where is God leading you? What is God calling, to you, calling you to at this moment in time, at this Christmas time? The journey for Joseph and Mary was tough. It would have taken them eight to ten days to do, to complete this journey. They had no idea where they were going to stay. I don't know about you, but sometimes in life we, we take steps of faith not knowing how God is going to provide, not knowing where it's going to lead us, but God provides every time. God provided for Mary and Joseph. Mary and Joseph trusted in God. They put their faith in him as they went to Bethlehem, this wonderful town. So where's God leading you this Christmas? What's God calling you to over this Christmas time? So, as I've alluded to, our little town of Bethlehem, as we just sung about, isn't it a wonderful carol reminding us of the wonderful truths of what Jesus, who Jesus is? Now, this carol was written by a man called Phillips Brooks, and... Um, he was born on the 13th of December, 1835. A lot of the carols were written a good 100, couple of hundred years ago that we use. And he was born in Boston, Massachusetts in the USA. And he wrote the carol following a pilgrimage to Bethlehem in 1865. He himself went to Bethlehem and he wrote this carol following that visit. He was asked to write it and he sort of reflects on his time there. And the story goes that as Phillips rode on horseback in 1865, he rode on horseback from Jerusalem to Bethlehem on Christmas Eve. So he would have experienced some of what it would have been like for Mary and Joseph. One of his companions wrote, Before dark, we rode out of town to the field where they say the shepherds saw the star. It's a fenced piece of ground now with a cave in it somewhere in those fields we rode through, the shepherds must have been. As we passed, the shepherds were still keeping watch over their flocks, still keeping watch over the flocks or leading them home to the fold. You know, this carol gives a, a wonderful description of what it must have been like for him as he arrived in Bethlehem late on Christmas Eve to be part of an overnight service celebrating the birth of Jesus. In the words of the carol, how still we see thee lie above thy deep and dreamless sleep the silent stars go by. There probably wouldn't be much noise other than the hooves of his horse riding into Bethlehem. A natural picture of this night, late, dark, and very quiet. Yet, nearly 2,000 years before, behind the scenes... In the spiritual realm, there would have been much excitement. While mortals sleep, angels keep their watch of this awesome night, of this awesome demonstration of God's love to the whole world. God's love to every single human being, that he would send himself to be born as a man in a stable in this town of Bethlehem. You know, I can understand why people go for a pilgrimage to this town. Because it's very significant that the Son of God be born 
on earth, and this is the place that God chose. That the Son of God, of all those births that we talked about earlier, that the Son of God be born as a human. That's very significant. It's powerful that the God of creation, the God of all things, should send his Son to be born as a man, to be born as a baby. And God chose Bethlehem. You can imagine the spiritual realm, the angels in heaven. Oh my goodness, this is the day that God has chosen to send his son. The angelic hosts would have been, oh my word. The excitement in heaven that Jesus was going to be born. I mean, it's exciting when any baby is born. But this is the Son of God, born in Bethlehem. Mary and Joseph were obedient to God's leading and calling. They'd arrived in Bethlehem, arrived at a stable, and they were about to bring into the world the Saviour. They went to Bethlehem trusting in God's provision. Having to do this journey... As we said earlier, would have been difficult. It wouldn't have been what they expected. But it was all part of God's plan. You know, as we heard just earlier, you know, the census that they were told to go to Bethlehem to register because that was the place of Joseph's birth. But that was all in God's plan, exactly how God had planned it. They were safe in God's hands even though it wasn't quite possibly how they might have expected it. They didn't have their journey to the hospital planned. They didn't have their bag ready, packed. They were on a, Mary was on a donkey, and they were looking for a place that evening to stay. But on that night, a wondrous gift was given. A wondrous gift was given to Mary and Joseph. But it wasn't just a gift to them. It was a gift to every single human being. Jesus was God's gift to all people. He was, Jesus was God's gift of redemption, of eternal life, of hope, of deliverance for each and every one of us. Isn't that wonderful? Jesus is a gift to all of us. Jesus was to grow into a man who was perfect in every way. He was without sin, but he became the sin offering for each one of us. Verse 3 of the carol says, Where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. Philip's here is referring to the fact that as we receive and know Jesus in our hearts, that God himself comes into our life. God himself comes into our life for all eternity. He wants to dwell in our hearts. He loves us, he's for us, and his perfect plan is that we would be united with him through Christ. If you're here today and you've never asked Jesus into your heart, if you've never said a prayer to say, Jesus, I want you to be my Lord and Savior, I want to know you, Jesus. I want to know this personal relationship with God. Then can I encourage you to pray with me today, to pray that prayer, 
to say, Jesus, I invite you into my heart. Jesus, I want to know you. I want to know what it means to know you, the creator, the Lord of all. I want to know you in my heart. You know, another line of this carol says, Descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. The Bible talks about being born again. Being born again of the Spirit. When we make a decision to follow Jesus, we are born into a new family, a new life, knowing Jesus as our Savior. Praying and accepting Jesus is the best decision that you can make in life. Wonderful. Jesus is faithful. Jesus is our hope. Jesus was born in Bethlehem. And no matter what life throws at you, like for Mary and Joseph, it was a long walk from Nazareth. For each one of us, it may be other things that life throws at us. It may be illnesses. It may be difficult relationships. It may be difficult work situations. But let me say this, Jesus is trustworthy. Jesus, our Savior and our Redeemer, is with us in each of those situations. He is our hope and our confidence. He's the one who was in the beginning, and he's the one that will be with us for all eternity. He's our Lord Emmanuel, as we hear in the carol. Trust him today and receive him into your hearts. Boys, how long have I been? 11 minutes, oh, that's right, isn't it? They would say 11 minutes. Okay, just to sort of finish off then. If you're a Christian here today, and you've already received the gift of Jesus, if you know the gift of Jesus, then my encouragement to you today is, are you still delighting in him? Are you still reminding yourself of this wonderful gift, this wonderful treasure who is Jesus? To know the joy, the awe, of the significance of this birth in Bethlehem. To know the relationship with God through Jesus. You know, it's a delight to know him. It's a delight to know Jesus. You know, some of us, I really feel as well, some of us may have difficult decisions ahead for this coming season, for the new year. But the only way to face those difficult decisions is keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus. Because he's the one that will be with you when you make those decisions. And you can trust him to lead you, to guide you. His Holy Spirit is with you to help you in those decisions. As you draw from him, he will impart faith. He will impart truth and confidence. As you make your way to your Bethlehem, if you like. As you make your way like Mary and Joseph across this tiring Dusty road to Bethlehem. God will be with you as you make those decisions. You know, it's a wonderful thing to discover the person of Jesus. And my heart is that you will discover more of him today and the rest of this season of Christmas. Bethlehem was the place of birth of Jesus, the light of life, the everlasting light Jesus, as you trust in him and his leading, you will find your hopes 
and fears will indeed be met in Jesus. As Phillips Brooks helped remind us in that last carol, our fears and our hopes can be found and met in Jesus. So my final prayer then for all of us is that we will continue to find Jesus in our everyday. Over this season of Christmas, that we will not shy away from the path that he wishes us to follow as we trust and look to him. Amen.